City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. It's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Welcome to another edition of City Quick Connect podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and my co-host, my regular guest, my colleague, my friend, Scott, welcome. Especially on the heels of Easter. I hope you had an East, a good Easter weekend. Listen, it was great. It was great. The weather warmed up a little bit last week. It, it was touch and go there with the chilly weather. I had to convince kids, you have to wear a jacket. When did it get cold? I didn't it, – it was cold last this week. Year? Well, you're also the person that it has to be sub-zero in order for you to get a slight chill. That's when I start getting comfortable. That's right. I mean, that's when you get comfortable. The only time you're comfortable, Scott, is when you go skiing and there's like a 1,000 feet of snow, it's blizzard conditions, white out. You can barely see, and you're like, huh, I'm temperate. <laughs> that's right. Because you go, well, you might not sweat. Yeah. You, you might not up. sweat. So let's talk a little bit about last week at the State House. Well, let me say this first. This week coming up will be normal. We've got a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We've got committees. We've got in session. Um, and we are working toward Thursday of that crossover deadline. Yeah, normal to the extent that, yes, they'll be on the floor and having committee meetings, but it will be a a mad scramble on the yeah. floor on what I would expect to be long days on the floor of legislators trying to get their bills um, pushed through one chamber or the other in, you know, in front of the crossover deadline, which is five o'clock or whenever they, I guess it's whenever they gavel out on Thursday, right? Right. So we'll have to be really vigilant about yeah. Uh, recalls of bills, unanimous right. consent requests in both Absolutely. chambers to pull bills straight out of committee without them having had either right. a hearing uh, at all or maybe or bills they, going without reference, introducing bills at the last minute and then they're yeah. going straight on the calendar. Those are all things yeah. that we're all looking for. Yeah, so we have to have our thumbs at the ready to look up bill numbers as they're being uh, as they're being recalled or are going without reference. You know, at, at this point, so we're we're still in the first year of a two-year session, and so I think it gives some legislators comfort um, knowing that they still have next session to push these bills through that they've got um, in the process. Yep. So they're not necessarily, um, you know, they're they're not freaking out as much. But you're right; it's still crazy trying to get these bills out um, also watching for amendments that could come up on bills that are somewhat germane to try to get a bill that's not going anywhere on a bill that has gone somewhere. So we're also watching bills that have already passed either chamber that are sitting on calendars for anything. Although we've, you know, we've been very, very lucky this year. We really haven't had any kind of, um, any kind of really bad attacks. No surprises. Um, like no. Right. No surprises. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'll I'll say this. It seems to me that this year, for whatever reason, we've had more other special interest groups come to us in advance of them mm-hmm. 
introducing bills, or maybe they've introduced a bill, but they know that we would have a problem with some part of it or the whole thing, and they're coming to us in advance of the bills getting subcommittee hearings to say, hey, can we, let's talk about what your issues are, or can you bless this? I don't know, It just for for me, it, it seems that there's been more of that this year than there has in just about all of my previous experience uh, in the lobby. So Right, and that's always know. easier to get a bill to where everybody's okay with it before it goes through the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the billboard bill is an example of that for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, that, that's helpful, um, but that – and I make that point, you know, to say that there just haven't been – hardly any surprises of course i may be jinxing us but uh that's been a good thing so far this year i just knocked on wood so we're good okay Um, Okay. all right let's talk a little bit about last week there are a couple of things that i want us to touch on that happened last week at the state house even though um just to recap the house was on furlough last week um so they did not meet in committee subcommittee or session and the senate only met right spring break they call it furlough and the Senate only met on Tuesday and Wednesday. So they did not meet in session on Thursday um, and no subcommittee or committee meetings. So mm-hmm. let's talk about um, – there's a there's a the vaccine bill that I want to talk about that Erica has been um, following since the beginning. I want to talk a little bit about that. It came out of full Senate medical affairs last week. And let's, let's talk about the amendment to that bill and what that – kind of what that required and not required. Yeah, that that bill would uh, prohibit employers from taking disciplinary action or terminating an employee if they were not if they did not get vaccinated if they refused right, to right. to get vaccinated, right. except for um, employers whose employees work with vulnerable populations, right? Um, healthcare workers, people people mm-hmm. like that. But for cities and towns, uh, which would be covered under under the bill, you wouldn't be able to discipline or isolate or terminate somebody who it doesn't work with vulnerable populations if they refuse to, to get the if vaccine. they refuse to take the vaccine. But didn't it spoke also to incentives, right? It it allowed or it didn't say anything to it didn't well, it didn't keep anybody from offering incentives, I guess. Yeah, you can you can it. offer incentives bill bill or not. I mean, there's nothing that right. would prohibit an employer from offering their employees incentives for for getting vaccinated. I don't think right. you if if that was included in the bill, that's fine, but it's not in my opinion, it's that's not something that you you need to have statutory authority to do. Right. So, so there was a lot of discussion about that. And of course, there's some, there are a lot of, there's some people, particularly in the Senate, um, who, uh, are, I don't want to call them anti-vaxxers, but they are right. very much against people being compelled to take vaccines of any kind. Right. Uh, let right. alone the, uh, the coronavirus vaccine. So, mm-hmm. uh, that bill is, is making its way through the process and we'll, we'll see how it ends up. I would, I would imagine the Senate will end up passing it. It'll get over to the House. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. So now let's talk about another bill that passed or that was received, was amended and received second reading last week. Um, didn't pass, but received second reading, which is a big hurdle to get through. 
is Senate Bill 40, the municipal parking bill. You've been working on this since it was introduced. So tell us what happened to to 40. So this was a bill that was introduced by Senator Larry Grooms from Bono that uh and he and it got a subcommittee hearing I think the first week of the session back in January. Right. Well, it could have been because he's the chairman of Senate Transportation. Right. And, and so, that's where it was referred just guessing. Yeah, what this bill would would it, what this bill originally sought to do was force all of the barrier island communities uh to to offer only free public parking. And uh and it also would have affected all the other cities and towns across the state with regard to how they manage their parking uh and and having to get um having to jump through some potentially additional hoops whenever they were seeking to make changes to their parking management plans or mm-hmm. or or adopt them yeah. and so we originally testified against that bill in subcommittee and at the subcommittee the the chairman Senator Sean Bennett from Somerville pledged that he would place an objection on the bill when it came out onto the Senate floor in order to allow all of the parties uh, to get together and try and work out the issues that this bill was seeking to solve. And of course, okay. the primary the primary issue, the primary reason that Senator Grimm's introduced the bill was because of the parking restrictions that uh, some of the beach communities, the Barrier Islands imposed during the lockdown last summer, and that upset some of his constituents. It upset upset him and some other senators, so he introduced the bill. So uh, since the first week of January, uh, the Municipal Association, the uh, town council with Isle of Palms and their staff, and the uh, Secretary of Transportation, Christy Hall, and her staff have all been working on changes to S-40 as it was originally introduced to seek compromise and solve the problem that Senator Grooms was seeking to to solve, mm-hmm. and then also provide the Department of Transportation a little more clarity and comfort on when and, and how cities and counties and towns work, are to go about Seeking alterations to uh, state highways and uh, mm-hmm. and rights of way and that kind of thing. And so a, a a compromise amendment was introduced on the floor last week that does a couple of things. First okay. and foremost, it codifies. And the, let me let me stop you real quick. The, all yeah. of this was mm-hmm. in the dome that went out on Friday, so yeah. you don't have to take notes, but you can right. go back and look in the dome. Yeah, for all the details of this. Yeah. So, so it codifies the process that cities and towns already have to go through in order to do something on a state highway. And you, you're, you're required already to get an encroachment permit from DOT, uh, right. to, for parking plans to, you know, erect structures in the right of way, put poles in, that kind of thing. That's something that cities and towns already have to do. Mm-hmm. The amendment just clarifies that that's what you, that, that it codifies the, that process. Okay. The other thing that it does is require that beach communities that are eligible to receive beach renourishment funds must offer free public beach parking. They may offer paid public beach parking. And the Department of Transportation can only restrict those plans or those uh, parking schemes if it's only if it's necessary under the circumstances. 
Mm-hmm. And now those circumstances aren't necessarily defined. The other, and the other last thing that it does is it explicitly authorizes those beach communities to use their parking revenues for operation of the parking system, beach renourishment, beach maintenance, mm-hmm. litter pickup, first responders, patrolling and public safety, sanitation. There's a whole list of things that all they the are things now. That, all the things that people that are using the parking to come to the beach, use themselves, right? That's right. The, the, so the if I'm issues, driving, you know, driving there and I don't live there and I'm driving there and I'm parking, then I need to put my to trash pay. in a trash can. You have to right. pay. Like, you have to put your trash in a trash can. You might need, you know, a first responder. You might need, I mean, I, what if your car gets hit or what if you get, you know, that, I feel like that that that, that money's going toward the con, the consumption of services by the parker that's right that's right and and you know those monies that the beach communities are spending uh, the, the the revenues that they're raising from their paid parking these are all the things that they're probably spending that money on anyway right um right. so it just makes that it makes that clear so um we think that it's a, a good compromise it had input from the beach communities it had mm-hmm. input from uh, one of the house members down there and, yeah. uh, everybody seems pretty, pretty pleased with it. I was really pleased with working with Senator Grooms and Senator Bennett and Department Secretary of Transportation. Hall. Yeah. Yep. Secretary Hall has been more than, more than reasonable and, mm-hmm. uh, using common sense. And of course she wanted to, uh, to, she wanted to solve this problem without, uh, any, as, as few a dramatic changes as possible and it, it took right. us a while to get everybody on board but i think i think we're there and uh we'll see what happens when it gets over into the senate i'm sorry the house yeah um, um, yeah the house so we we will when we come back <laughs> the following week after this crazy week in the in the house and senate we'll probably have a lot more to talk about because things are going to be moving pretty quickly um well. So everybody just kind of prepare yourselves for a longer podcast. Maybe some more guests. Maybe who knows? Um, I also one, well, yeah. I was going to say one bill that was int- the only bill that was introduced in the Senate last week was Senate Bill seven ten seven one zero. I believe that's right. Senator, Senator uh, Mike Senator Mike Gamble, uh introduced the zero millage bill, uh, which is one that the Senate passed last year. And it got onto the House floor. And of course, this is a bill that would allow cities and towns that don't have a property tax millage to levy a property tax millage. So we'll be mm-hmm. working uh, to try and get that. Obviously, it's not going to it's not going to get passed this year, but we will right. work uh, over the play. summer. And yeah, it's in play, it's in and play. we'll uh, we'll get it working. Work on it come January of next year. Um, one more thing I want to remind everybody about. I know that we've been getting, and all of us have, getting getting a lot of phone calls about the American Rescue Plan, um, the federal funding. There is a link on the front page of our website that has www.masc.sc. You know, I think I forgot to ask you to do that last time. Would you do it one more time for me? www.masc.sc. And if you go to the front page of, of that website, then you will see a link to an information page that has further links to it that you can look at your estimates um, for the federal funding that will come directly to cities and towns. Remember, those are just estimates. And there are parameters 
for these dollars that you have to follow. Um, you can still call us, email us, text us about it, but it might be a good resource for you to share with your finance director, your clerk, your um, manager administrator, so they can kind of get an idea um, of what could possibly be coming your way. Anything to talk further about that? Yeah, I don't wanna... yeah no, we're, we're actually, the, the Municipal Association is uh, contemplating and potentially working toward uh, finding a consultant who can provide good uh, advice and counseling to cities and towns on the types mm-hmm. of projects that they'll be able to spend these funds on when when they That's start good. to arrive. Um, yeah. You know, we've had several people, several cities and towns call us and say, hey, tell us whether or not we can spend the money on this or if this is a good project. We right. can't. We can't provide that kind of guidance to you because well, we don't know. Fact, yeah, right. Well, in fact, nobody, no, really, nobody right. can because U.S. Treasury Department hasn't issued the guidance. But we even after them. that, we uh, we will not be we will not be providing that guidance to people. And we have obviously no authority to approve or disapprove uh, potential projects or plans. But uh, we we will be trying to. Uh, put together some resources uh, to make available to cities and towns to help them mm-hmm. make those decisions going forward. Good. I just wanted to put that shameless plug in for the website and for the resources out there um, that people could get to easily. Right. Anything else we need to we need to address? Well, Anything I, else you know, we need to talk about? Are you feeling I, okay? I feel fine. I feel good. Okay, good. I, I got my first jab. Uh, the other week, so looking forward to Good. getting the you second get a, one here soon. You get soon. the Pfizer? Or got the Pfizer. Yeah, okay. got the, got the right. Pfizer, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I guess what I would tell folks this this week is um, be on the alert and stand by for phone calls or texts from some somebody on, on the advocacy team. Okay. Um, you know, there's always the potential that if something pops up, last second that is not a good thing for cities and towns, then we will want to employ local officials to help us get messages to legislators, good right. or bad, and right. but particularly bad. We want to make sure that we, we stop bad things as quickly as we can. So, you know, just kind of kind of be be on the alert that uh, if we, you get a phone call or an email or text from one of us, one of the four of us, then uh, please respond to us and and be ready to jump into action if we if we need your help. Right, and and in that instance, usually a text message is the quickest and best way, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, instead no of a, a phone call or an email, to the a text message. Right, that's what I'm saying. A text yeah. message to the legislator yeah. if if we've got something that's come up on the floor. But the good thing is, is that we're talking to legislators all the time, and and they're well aware of what kind of, you know, perks their senses up if somebody's trying to recall a bad bill or mm-hmm. recall something. They're, they're, they're very educated by our lobbyists, and they know when to say, wait a minute, you know, let me, let me check. I'm going to object until I can see what's That's going right. on. So That's right. I feel good about that. Yep. Well, I'll give this basic advice like I do every time. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Socially distance. From large groups, stay healthy. Get the vaccine if you choose. If you choose to do so, I believe there are plenty of appointments and plenty of vaccines at this point. 
to not have a problem to get it um, and just stay healthy and safe. And we will be here next week with a lot more information about your issues at the South Carolina State House. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.